Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Stars fall at my feet. Keep me grounded as I reach. Higher than I see. Is there something there for me? Pulling back the rain, letting go again. I'm not afraid. I'm not. Kesha. Um, it's called True Colors and it's the Nolan Van Lith remix. You can find it on the Trap Nation YouTube. Um, so today, some things that I wanted to talk about were find my list here because I don't want to. I sometimes tend to go off on a lot of tangents. <laughs> um, okay, so I wanted to talk about today um, being targeted for being a good person. Um, is the money worth it for the perps, the battle between good and evil and reclaiming our spiritual and mental health, as I feel like everything is pretty much tied into um, this gang-stalking agenda that is happening. Um, So I know that I've said it before, but I really do, I mean, what other explanation do we have besides that this is a battle between good and evil? It seems as though people are literally splitting up in the two sides. And I'm not saying that I think that anything should, that anything physical should happen between the either sides. I hope it, behind, behind, pardon me, between either side, I hope that it doesn't. Um, But all I'm saying is that's what seems to be happening lately, is it seems to be, that people are splitting off into two directions and they're either perps or targets. Whether they're getting gang stalked as heavily as some other people, that uh, remains to be seen. Um, I think there's different levels of, of um, targeting and there's obviously different programs that people that people are employed on and so they, they may have um, different agendas. But I think that for, you know, for each target, the end result is the same, which is to cause you distress, to get you to behave in a certain fashion, 
um, or to drive you insane into suicide, to, to self-harm or the harm uh, of another person. So, um, I really don't even know where to start today. I always have so much to say. Um, so, my situation, and I know I've talked about it plenty of times, I feel like the end agenda not only is, and I know that I was talking the other day about sex trafficking, but I don't, I feel like on a, on a larger scale, it's actually not just sex trafficking. It's also that they want to split people into more easily defined categories, if you will. So, like, if you're, if they find you a certain level of attractive, right, it's like they may want to breed you to do modeling, to do porn, to do something where, you know, your body's being used. They could give a fuck less whether or not you have a brain as well. That's, you know what I mean? They don't care. They, they have one, they usually have one agenda or one ulterior motive, and they really don't, care how they get there or who they hurt to get there. Um, the other thing that I really think is that there are people that have very dark intentions, whether it be child molestation, murder, sex trafficking, prostitution, um, you know, just all kinds of different things. And but they want, they basically are forming like a coalition to back each other up like a silent coalition, if you will, like of child molesters, murderers, people that are generally just unpleasant and not mentally well themselves. I feel as though what they are doing is they are, um, they're forming like a, like I said, like a coalition to back each other up, but it's a silent coalition because they can't tell people about it or put it out too much into the mainstream. It won't be received well. So what they do is, like, they, they push it through, you know what I mean, through mainstream media is one of the ways. Um, I definitely say that pedophilia, to a point, is is pushed in mainstream media today. Like, I, I wish that it were not that way, and I wish that, uh, like, that were not the case, but I really strongly feel as as though it is. I mean, if you look at how early they're sexualizing children, it's, pretty much ridiculous. There's also no way, you know, to keep children away from what, you know, is accessible on the computer, which is pretty much everything, you know. So the best you can do is explain to your kids, like, the dangers, you know, of, of people that are predatory and how to how to deal with them appropriately. Um, and, I, and I feel like to a point, people don't do that either. Maybe it's, you know, I feel, like everyone knows that years ago, People started letting television raise their children, and that hasn't stopped. And television has definitely not necessarily gotten any better with the messages that it's sending children and people in general. And so I think that that's just compounded now to the point where um, there's mental disorders that are bred from certain behaviors. Instead of, of getting at the root behavior, they just throw some pills on it and say, okay, well, that, you know, that's not the result of anything. That's just how they are. Here's the problem I have with that. And this is not in all cases because I, I can't speak like I'm not a licensed health professional. Just disclaimer, this is all my opinion, you know, because I will, I am going to give some health advice later on things that I feel like have helped me. But I'm no, I'm no health professional. But as far as I, as I can see with definitions of mental health problems and DSM, 
and other mental health problems, I feel like everything has a source that it comes from. And a lot of times, it's either something that the person experienced, um, either in, it can be childhood or adulthood, it doesn't matter, you know, like a traumatic experience, whether they realized it was traumatic at the time or not. Or it can be behavior like gaslighting from a bunch of people, which I feel like has happened in my case quite frequently, as I'm sure many other people that are going through this, they have the same thing happening to them, that you have people tell you that, no, this didn't happen, you must be remembering things wrong. Oh, I never say, and then another thing that, that, and I know somebody had spoken on this the other day, gaslighting in the mental hospitals to get people to take pills. Like, they'll send somebody, there's people that will send people in, or people that just like to perpetrate, that will be in the mental hospitals, you know, they'll do something that the doctors won't see, and then, you know, the doctor, what does the doctor see? They see you reacting to what the other person just did, flipping out, looking like you seemingly don't have any sense because the doctor didn't see what happened before, you know, before your flip out, before your reaction. And so then they, they're like, well, you know, it seems like you're stressed. It seems like you really need some medication to take the edge off. And it's just like they walked in at that perfect moment, right, after the person had got gotten you riled up and now you're re responding to that accordingly and appropriately, but the doctor doesn't see the other half, um, which I feel like happens all too often. And they don't give people a chance to, to see what they're like baseline without medication, from my experience. What they do is they just switch you on to another medication or cycle you off of one, onto another, up your dosage, whatever. Either way... They're not taking the time to know what the person is like not on medication to figure out whether they actually need it because the time that it takes to detox from the medication takes quite a while. And so what they're doing is they're like, we can't wait that long. Let's just put you on this and see if this helps. And the problem with that is pretty much what I just said. They don't take the time to actually know what you're like not on medication. So if you haven't been on if you haven't been off of medication for let's say like ten years, you know, and you go off medication, you're getting withdrawal symptoms from going off medication. Everybody will get those. It doesn't even matter whether you lean off of them. It's just gonna be hard to get off of them. Especially if you're experiencing gang stalking, like everything's gonna hurt more. You're gonna things are gonna get real for you for a little while. You know, well, they're going to be real all the time, but you're going to learn how to deal with them better if you're a strong person. Um, and that's why I think it's important to have have a really strong spiritual base, no matter no matter what it is you believe, as long as you believe in human decency. You know, um, I think that's something that's like paramount. It's super important. It's like your your spirituality should be a rock. You know, because when you can't rely on people, you should at least be able to have your faith. And I feel like another thing that they do is they kind of push mental disorder, mental diagnoses on people depending on what religious beliefs they have. And if they're actually like, if they actually live their life by their faith, more often than not, they're going to say that they're a religious fanatic. Okay, and I'm not just, I'm not talking about, like, I'm not saying if your faith is to blow yourself up that you should go do that. I just want to make that very clear right now. I'm not, by, by, 
by no means am I saying that your faith should involve uh, physically harming another person, especially if they don't deserve it and it's not out of self-defense. I don't care what the hell your religion is. You know what I mean? I just, I don't think that that should be in, included. <laughs> um, but I feel as though, like if you, for example, if you look at the DSM diagnosis of schizophrenia, and I have this. this pulled up somewhere so okay and and why I, and I'm also going to get into why I think this is a problem so because I feel like and I'm just going to say I feel like I rediscovered a lot about my heritage and who I am as a person um like the origins of my roots and why because I feel like to to put it bluntly like I feel like um People have certain behaviors that may have been genetically encoded in them. Like, for example, um, if you're a person, like, let's say your family has suffered hardship for generations, they're probably like, there's your your their bodies are probably going to adapt. It's like when you live in a cold climate versus a warm climate. Like, you look at the people that live in warm climates; most of them are brown. Their bodies have adapted and, and developed more melanin so that they can have, um, you know, the, the more protection from the sun because that makes sense for the environment um, that they're living in. And I just lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. I've got so many. To oh, DSM, exactly. So um, basically when it comes to DNA and it comes to, who people are as a person and like their baseline behaviors. I guess that's what I'm getting into is like subconscious and, and baseline behaviors. I feel as though um, things that happen generations can have an effect, you know, like in family lines as far as like not only physical health problems that may have manifested, but also spiritual health problems that may have manifested and behavioral health problems that may have manifested throughout generations. You know, I mean, you can see throughout the African-American community, no one is going to tell me, I being part African-American, that slavery does not still influence people today. I'm not saying go around and blame everybody for, like, slavery and make them apologize. You know, like, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is learn from the mistakes of the past. Don't keep repeating the same mistakes and expect and, like, continue racism and then expect that anything's going to get better for anyone, including yourself, because it's not. Ultimately, it's not. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And so if you're trying to push that, people are going to push back on the other side. Then when both sides keep pushing, a war happens. And it's like, we don't, we don't need that. There's, a, like, the thing that makes me terribly sad about humans is that there's oftentimes a very, very simple solution to any of the problems that people are facing, but they let their own personal interests and their own emotions get into it so much that the common sense is removed from, like, the majority of their decisions, you know? And I'm an emotional person. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not an emotional person, but there are people that they literally, like, maybe it's ingrained in them, maybe... You know, like, it's been ingrained throughout generations. Like, if there's families that have violent histories that for generations it's been, it's been happening. And no one has broken the cycle, and so it gets stronger. And I always think of 
like the Earth as a giant human brain, and if every person in it were a neuron, right, it's like neuronal pathways in your brain. The more that you do something over and over again, the greater pathway is forged in your brain, the easier it is to complete that task over and over again, whether it's a positive or a negative task. And so I feel like humans are like this, too, just on a grander scale. It's like if the Earth was a giant human brain and all of us are neurons in it, you know, there are some people that they're just, there's some people that are, that are like white, or blood cells, right? There's some people that are white blood cells, you know, and there's some people that are cancer. Yeah, and, they, and they, that didn't happen over one generation. I'm sorry, but oftentimes it can, rarely. Oftentimes, it's, it's multiple generations, you know? And maybe there's been multiple generations of people being targeted, and maybe they just weren't any wiser back then, and they didn't know. You know, that's also another possibility, possibility is there could be certain bloodlines that have been targeted. Like, let's say somebody's family owns slaves. They're probably going to know where those people's kids are now. It's, it wasn't that long ago. There's people that have flip books and photo albums of slavery chilling in their attics. You know, so there's people that, like, they, they know what slaves were owned. And so, you know, people became free. I'm like, I always forget what time frame that was. I'm like, let's see. I want, I want to say it's 100 or so years ago, which still, like, is not. Yeah, exactly. So now it's going into, what, like 150-ish years. Right? Still not, still not that long ago. Right? That like the so the Civil War was in 1861 to 1865. So yeah, so that's roughly what like 150, 200 years. Not that long, you know what I mean? So there's people that have um, books of slavery, proof of their family owning slaves. That are still just they're hanging out in an attic. It's still part of their family history that they take pride in, and you know it's just this. Part of the reason that certain behaviors and belief systems haven't gone away is generational. It takes if something took like three generations to forge, it's going to take a lot of effort on your part for like many generations to resolve it. That doesn't mean you should give up and not try and let it become a monster or a cancer. Like it doesn't mean that at all. It just means it's going to take a while to fix. So I wonder if some of these people who are gang stalkers, like they're just continuing the tradition of what their family has done a long time ago, being overseers. That's what they're good at. That's what they know how to do. They believe in a system of dominance and submission at all times where you're either dominant or submissive. I don't believe in that. I believe that certain situations call for people to be dominant in life and certain situations call for people to be submissive. And being able to tell the difference is being a well-rounded person. If you think you have to be dominant in every situation or submissive in every situation, I'd argue that you probably have a mental disorder yourself. As somebody who's been diagnosed with several, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Um, so I wonder, like, you know, motives behind this battle between good and evil. Like, this could be a generational war that's just, con that's just continually being fought throughout generations. Um, so, oh, that's what I was getting into, schizophrenia and, like, so the different belief systems that people have. So, characteristics from schizophrenia that I'm reading here on schizophrenia.com. Um, delusions. Okay, so here we go. Let's get into delusions. So, you've got paranoid delusions, 
or delusions of persecution, for example, believing that people are quote-unquote out to get you or that or the thought that people are doing things when there is no external evidence that such things are taking place. I have a huge problem with this sentence right off the bat already. Let me tell you what it is. Okay. So they use the word here, believing that people are out to get you, or the thought that people, when there is no external evidence. They're basing all of this off of external evidence. There's tons of things that happen that go unseen every day. doesn't mean they're not taking place. Chemical compositions change. Things change in time and space. Invisibly, bacteria spread. You can't see them. Fungus grows. It's invisible at first, right? It's just like so it's not happening. These people are not being persecuted. There's no external evidence that such things are taking place. Well, then, I wonder if a lot of things in our world are happening. That could literally be everything. Do you even exist right now? Delusions of reference. I'm sorry. It's just I get angry as well when I break these things down. I've got voice to spell in my head, and these peanut gallery idiots are sitting here not knowing what to make of anything I say. All right. Delusions of reference. When things in the environment seem to be directly related to you, even though they are not. Okay. Number one, how do we know that they are not? We are not living in these people's bodies. We do not know they are not. Now, let, there's people that believe in signs that God speaks to them, right? As long as these people are not violent towards themselves or others, what the hell is the harm? Where does the harm? And this is one of the things my perps used to say. What's the harm in it? The harm in what you're doing is you're killing me slow, you're miserable, and you're making your own life as well as the lives of others around you are. That's the harm. <laughs> The harm in these diagnoses is they're making everybody believe they have a mental disorder, and they may just be going through a hard time in life or reacting to the environment that they're in or reacting to something that's happening to them that they haven't yet figured out yet that's happening in their body. It's like, how do we know we're not in the person's body? So it's like it's literally all someone's opinion as to whether or not they feel as though you're going through these things because if there's no direct evidence, it's just, you. I mean, really, you know? You haven't gotten murdered yet, so we don't believe you. <laughs> so, let's see. For a good hand, then it'll end to, for example, it may seem as if people are talking about you or special personal messages are being communicated to you through the TV, radio, or other media. Um, I think it's entirely possible that, like, let's say you, you have an urge to sit down and watch something. There's something in a show that reminds you of something that one of your dead relatives said, and you start to meditate on that saying. You start to think about it, and then you later on read in a book something that's related to that saying and that show that you just felt like you had to watch, and you feel like it's related to you. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it's, that's a spiritual belief. Like, the majority of these are spiritual beliefs that they're attacking, but they're just putting fancy wording on it and making it seem as though every person that has spirituality or is a little, does things a little bit differently is a threat. The people you have to worry about the most are trained, and they will blend into society better than anyone just for the hell of confusing you and making you think they're an upstanding citizen. And that's what you really fucking have to worry about the most. And people always say that, like, you have to worry about the normal people the most. You do. You oftentimes do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that right now. As somebody who's been called every name in the book, weirdo, strange, whatever, 
for how I dress and the things that I believe, even though I believe that I'm appropriate in the appropriate circumstances, but oftentimes around a lot of other people that aren't. So, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Um, you know, it's just this. All right, let's continue. <laughs> Number three, because I get off on so many tangents. Somatic delusions are false beliefs about your body. For example, that a terrible physical illness exists or that something foreign is inside or passing through your body. Now, obviously, I've talked about RFID chips. If you listen to any of the other um, targeted individual shows on TalkShoe, people have talked about RFID chips, chipping, um, nanotechnology, possibly. There's a million ways to get something foreign inside of your body. You could drug someone. There's, you know, and so now all automatically, that's that's a belief. To, that's a belief too. That if you believe that, what this seems like to me is that there's there. Like the, I wonder if the mental health industry is just targeting people who are spiritual. And um, I actually was reading an article that somebody that I no longer speak to had posted on their Facebook about messiahs and messianic personalities and how anybody that can possibly be a leader that doesn't fit into like you know, society's tiny box that they have for you, the tiny coffin that they fashion for you with a nice velvet lining, <laughs> that um, if you don't fit into that, that basically they will go after you and target you. And I totally believe that, you know. Um, I think that they're they're afraid of that. They don't want people to get away from, like, focusing on clear on only monetary value for the value of who they are. They want people to divide themselves into parts and sell them. That's ultimately, you know, because they've already exploited and sold everything else. And so if they can't get you to divide yourself into parts and sell yourself, then ultimately, I mean, like, they can't, they can't complete their, um, their agenda. So I'm sorry, hold on just a moment. Just wanted to check that my recording was okay there. Hopefully it is. Um, so, oh, and scene number four. This goes along with, again, the messianic personality type, um, the leader personality type. Delusions of grandeur, which I'm sorry, but there's plenty of famous people that have delusions of grandeur. That's probably how they became famous. Unfortunately, most people today aren't famous for being intelligent. Um, and if they are, they pretend to be stupid in public. So, number four, delusions of grandeur. Excuse me. For example, when you believe that you are very special or have special powers or abilities, an example of a grandiose delusion is thinking that you are a famous rock star. Okay, so what if you are really talented and there are people that are scouting you to be a rock star? Just, I mean, where, like, where, who decides whether they're delusions of grandeur or not? An agent? Then they have an agent come and check you out and make sure that you're not talented and that you couldn't be a rock star? Because, I mean, like, they should really have somebody involved in the business that knows what the hell they're talking about if they're going to go and put labels like this on people. But when you have special powers, it's like, okay, so there's a lot of people that believe that they're psychic or believe that they have the healing power of touch. And through science, it is possibility that somebody could, uh, a possibility that somebody could have the healing power of touch. If they, uh, if they are a good masseuse, Right there, that's the healing power of touch. It's scientifically been proven to help muscle aches and pains. Does that mean they have special powers if they're, like, the best masseuse in their area? No. Does that mean they have delusions of grandeur for thinking they're the best? Probably not. But other people that don't like them probably don't agree. 
Number two, hallucinations. So yeah, hallucinations can take a number of, a number of different forms. I'm just going to get into this and say right off the bat, anything can cause hallucinations. Stress can cause hallucinations. Coffee can cause hallucinations. Benadryl, aspirin, I have any any freaking over-the-counter drug you take can cause hallucinations. They have to write that on there. I'm like, what else? Any type of psych med can cause hallucinations. My question is this. Who, who tells if you're hallucinating? What if you hallucinate something stupid, like you thought a glass of water was on the table, and then it was gone, and it was never there? How does anybody know you're hallucinating if nobody's there? <laughs> you know, if a tree falls in the forest. It's only when the hallucinations become out of control that people realize that they're having them. And by that point, you're in full-fledged either withdrawal of meds, full-fledged stress, full-fledged electronic attack, full-fledged sleepwalking, whatever the hell it is that's making you have your hallucinations to be anything, right? You're already full-fledged to the point where they realize that the hallucinations are bad. There's plenty of people that I can tell you I think they're hallucinating when they leave the house in the morning. Because they think they're normal, and they think that I'm crazy. <laughs> and that's not the case. All right, so it's just so. Let me get into different forms. Number one, visual. Seeing things that are not there or that other people cannot see. What if that, did the per, is the person looking at it, do they have bad vision? Are they colorblind? These are basic things that should be asked of the people that are performing these tests. How's your vision? Can you see well? When's the last time your eyes have been tested? When you go into the mental hospital, they don't test your vision. They don't test you. They say they do that basic thing where they're like, look at a flashlight. Look at and it's just, you know what I mean? Rank and file. Like, here you go file you into this category and put you in a pile. Like, no, they don't really do a full exhaustive test to actually figure out. And it's not as if they don't have the, it's not as if they don't have the technology to do it. They don't want to. So, because <laughs> then that would, most of these things are a sham. They don't, you know, like want people to figure that out. So, um, and like I said, I'm not against all modern medicine. The balance between nature and nurture and technolo technological advancement in humanity, like robot and human, the line's too blurry. I can't see well because of that, and I have quite good vision, but, like, the future looks a little bit fuzzy because, like, the line between, like, robot and human is starting to get very blurred, and I don't really think that's fair. I think people should have the ability to have control over their consciousness and that it shouldn't be thrust upon them that somebody else have access to their thoughts, their emotions, any of that, their sex life, any of that stuff, you know? It's just like without their permission. Call me old-fashioned and color me crazy. So, <laughs> and I'm thinking back to like I had an old friend who I no longer speak to, unfortunately. I wish that things were different, but, um, and she had been in the mental hospital before I had, you know, and like I really never thought that she was that crazy for any of her, like, her outside-of-the-box beliefs. I thought she was crazy for how she trusted people sometimes, but other than that, like, I really never thought, you know what I mean? But she was all that insane. She was a normal person. And, like, when I was in the hospital, I realized that they, they gaslight a lot of people, and they just, because they don't want it, it's, it's the easy, taking the easy way out. They don't want to get to actually know people and actually, you know, because it's too hard, it's too time-consuming in, in today's fast-paced world, you know? 
So hearing voices that other people can't hear, visual, seeing things, tactile, feeling things that other people can't feel. Back to the spiritual beliefs. If you believe in mediumship, if you believe in, you know, if you believe in Native American tradition that there's spirit and everything, seeing things that other people can't see and feeling things other people can't feel, right there, you are already disbarred as crazy. You're crazy already for your religious beliefs. You practice paganism. You practice mediumship. If you're a Christian that believes that Jesus will come back, if you believe that the battle between good and evil will occur, if you believe in the apocalypse, if you, like, it's just the list goes on and on. Crazy, 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 crazy. So, number four, olfactory, smelling things that other people cannot smell. A lot of times when people get spirit visitations, anybody who believes in spirit visitation, you'll faintly smell flowers. You'll smell a floral smell, or like if it's an unpleasant spirit, you'll smell, I don't know, like musky odor, you know? It's like, and other, just my personal belief is like with everything we're finding out about the possibility of multiverses and contextual layers upon layers upon layers, I don't know how anybody can say that any of these things are completely scientifically impossible, because they're not. Just because they can't be explained yet, that does not mean that there's not a reason for said phenomenon or that it's not happening. It just means that it's not yet been explained away by science. That's plenty of things. Plenty of things that science hasn't been able to figure out yet. It takes generations to figure that out, too. There's things that people have been wrong about, when, like when people thought that the Earth was flat, and it wasn't. You know what I mean? And... um Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I got I get a little. Sometimes I have some experiences myself, and I and I get a little a little weird. So, yeah. Number five, gustatory experiences, tasting things that aren't there. That kind of would go along with smelling things that aren't there. Um, and so it's basically like so if you're experiencing something that other, what if they have bad sense of smell? What if the person that's smelling is a smoker, you're not, and you have a better sense of smell, and what you're smelling, there's, like, physical reasons for things sometimes. That's all I'm saying. And they, they're really just way too quick to tell you that everything is in your head because an antidepressant is a very easy fix. They use them for very, for lots of off-label purposes. And I just don't know if these people that are experiencing electronic harassment, and it's been proven to be real, on the Pete Santilli show, he was going through all of the patents, and I know that I said that I was going to get a list of patents as well. I'm like, let me actually see. There was a list online. Uh, let me see. Mine. Here we go. Here we go. I found it. Okay. So there was a list online. It's um, www.usa-anti-communist.com, and it's backslash ARD backslash capital U.S underscore capital P-A-T-E-N-T-E-D, patented, mind, mind is capitalized, M-I-N-D, control, C is capitalized, C-O-N-T-R-O-L, that's all one word at the end, dot P-H-P. So if you go on this, there's a list here of all the patents back to 1956 was when the first one was filed and when they were issued for um, different mind control weapons. And it also then goes into a bit about the satanic church. I said the satanic church claims they believe in freedom, but their actions would say otherwise, and that's why I cannot support them. I really don't care what you believe. 
But if you believe in master-slave relationships for all of humanity, I'm going to have to stop you right there and tell you that I think you're nuts. Number three, disorganized speech. Like, for example, I've already displayed symptoms of disorganized speech because I literally get so passionate. I'm sitting here with a list of stuff I want to talk about, you know, and I'm getting passionately enraged. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's pretty much totally normal. Um, you know, I don't think getting passionately enraged about something you feel strongly about and then, like, having disorganized speech because you have so many tangents to discuss, I don't really think. It, I mean, what does that mean? Frequent derailment or incoherent word salads. I frequently put words and rhymes together, and this was listed on one of the other ones was rhyming, was listed. And I'm like, well, Dr. Seuss must have had a crap ton of freaking diseases then because he was rhyming all the time. You know what I mean? And I don't think, you know, so it's like, and I'm an artist, too. I have a creative mind. I doubt that my mind works exactly the way that other people's does. And, I mean, nobody's brain is the same. All of them work differently. That's why it's so easy to neur neuronally map out a person's brain, because everybody's different, um, even twins. So it's just like disorganized speech. I mean, that happens to everybody. It's like if you're nervous sitting there and a doctor's judging you, I'm probably going to have, you know, like disorganized speech. You know, it's like, what's the situation? And if you're writing poetry and you speak slang, there's people that would call my words word salad. They don't understand the references I'm making, and my personal symbolism is too complex for their tiny, feeble minds. They don't un understand or comprehend it. It's like, and then I get labeled crazy because they don't understand slang. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and break it down for them either if they don't understand it. They have their own double speak. They can go figure out an urban dictionary. So, <laughs> number four, grossly disorganized or catatonic behavior. An abnormal condition variously characterized by stupor, inactivity, mania, and either rigidity or extreme flexibility of the limbs. Okay. Okay. There are so many physical problems that could cause that. Um, autism, um, extreme flexibility of the limbs, you could have abnormally flexible joints. I've been practicing yoga for quite some time. I'm pretty flexible. I mean, I'm insane. This is just these, these, and I understand what they're saying. Like, if you just go limp like a noodle, maybe they're doing a bad job of explaining this on purpose, but it's just like, you know, I can understand if you're, like, dead weight and you go limp as a noodle catatonic. Like, I understand that makes sense. That you would, you know, maybe you're disassociating, you know. If you had sex kitten training, you could be disassociative. They encourage extreme flexibility of limbs and, di and disassociation in catatonic states, you know. So that's another thing. Number five, negative symptoms. These are lack of important abilities. Some of these include, number one, lack of emotion. The inability to enjoy activities as much for If you're getting gang stock, anyone's going to have that. Depression, same diff. Number two, low energy. Person sits around and sleeps much more than normal. Lack of interest. Again, that could be, what if you just lost your job? Any of those things that apply. Number four, effective flattening. A blank, blunted facial expression, or le a.k.a. resting bitch face, or less lively facial movements, or physical movements. Yeah. What if you, you know, it's like, so many things. Okay. So many things wrong with this. Um, 
you could have rest in bitch face. You could just not want to look at strangers the wrong way. Depending on where you are, where you live, and where you're going, you may not want to look at strangers the, the wrong way on the street. And so you may just keep a resting bitch face on as a survival skill. And people that live in someplace nice, they may not understand why. You know, they may not understand because maybe in their neighborhood everybody smiles and waves at each other and they kill people quietly behind closed doors and not out in the open. But in some neighborhoods, <laughs> you may or may not want to smile and wave at somebody depending on what time it is, where you are, and who they are. Effective flattening. Do I know you? Should I show you my emotions? Does that make me insane? All right. Hold on just a moment. Just checking, making sure my phone's still recording. Number five, alogia. Alogia, alogia. Um, difficulty or inability to speak. Again, that goes back to the um, disorganized speech. It's just like, okay, six, inappropriate social skills or lack of interest or ability to socialize with other people. Maybe you're too intelligent. Maybe you're creative. Maybe you live in the wrong area and people around you are on dope. Who knows? You know, maybe, you know, you just don't relate to other people because the, the things that they're doing around you, you just don't relate to. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just there's people that are different personality types, and sometimes you feel social, sometimes you don't. What if you've just gotten burned by somebody? You don't feel like being so social. Does that mean? Depends. How long has this behavior been displayed? It seems as though, you know, like you display these behaviors once, that's it. That's it, fair. It's just like, that's not a fair assumption to make. Number seven, inability to make friends or keep friends or not caring to have friends. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say not caring. Like, maybe I would word it different, not caring whether or not you have friends as to not, or as to not caring to have friends. If you don't care whether or not you have friends, there's going to be times in your life where you go through changes. Like, let's say all your friends are getting married, and, like, you don't hop on that bandwagon. You're going to end up, the older you get, like, you're going to make new friends with people that are unmarried. You know what I mean? Or, like, let's say you do get married. You're probably going to make more friends with people that are married. It just it depends. It's like, what, what is the root cause? You know? They just say schizophrenia. Well, schizophrenia is actually a list, any mental diagnosis is actually a list of symptoms, not, it's a reaction, not a cause, actually. And I'm not saying that none of them exist. I'm saying what's the root cause as to why the person became schizophrenic? What's the root cause as to why the person, it's like there are so many people that have abuse in, in their past, in their childhood. Some of it doesn't even come from their family. Some of it was teachers. Some of it was trusted people that were close to their family. Some of it was their peers, you know? that they just haven't dealt with. And it's just like, that's going to affect you. Anything you haven't dealt with is going to affect you today because you're carrying it around somewhere, you know? And it's like, so if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you, which reminds me of the movie Flatliners with Kevin Bacon and Kiefer Sutherland. And I'm like, who is the director? I want to give credit where credit is due. My mother used to watch this movie. When they all die, Joel Schumacher came out, and producer Michael Douglas and Rick Beaver came out, what, year 1990, right? Oh, Julia Roberts as well, I don't forget. Um, William Baldwin, we have the Baldwins. Yep, so, and they, so they die, 
they flatline their med students, they die, they learn that like everything that's bothered them, all the things they feel guilty about come back to them before they die. And I'm like, that's what true inner peace is. Inner peace is not having any loose ends before you die. And making your peace with what you've done with either God or the people that you've harmed. And some people have done harm that's so bad that I don't know if they can make just make good with God. Like they gotta do a they have to do some things. Karmically, you know what I mean? They have to write some things in order to, like, get out of their wrongs, you know? There's different levels of that, too. And I don't want to use the word sin. There's different levels of mistakes, you know? This to include every and all religion and belief systems, because I have my own. I don't really want to get into exactly what it is. It's very complex, and I don't have enough time to explain it. <laughs> but... um so, yeah, tangents again, my mind's going to. Okay. Um, read this here. Sometimes they're zapping me. The people that, like, the people downstairs in my perps, they're zapping me. I believe there's a perp sitting in my chat, chat room right now. He's been waiting there the whole time. Um, like I said, if you're a perp, I hope you find God. My goal is to make you, people say that they feel uncomfortable around me. It's because I have my inner peace. I'm not walking around with a bunch of demons. And if you want to look at it purely from a psychological standpoint, I'm not walking around with a lot of demons of, of messed up shit haunting me from my past because I've made peace with that. You understand? It's like I like I don't I don't need like what's the words? I can't find the words. It's just like there's people that feel like once they go down a certain path too, they feel like they can't turn back around because now like they've driven into a swamp, like a swamp full of like um, quicksand, if you will, right? And they're slowly sinking and they're like, they're like, I've done too many messed up things. This is who I am as a person or they were abused. They feel like they can't change it. It's not true. It's just, it's really hard. I'm not saying that it's not hard, and I'm not saying that I understand people's, that I understand everybody's struggle as far as how difficult, like, certain abuse situations are. I won't claim that. But I will say that, like, it is possible to overcome it, and I'm sure that, like, it takes a lot of hard work, you know? Anything. It's like, I don't think life was meant to be easy. I think it's a test of loyalty. And I know that I've used Willy Wonka in the past as, as, a, as an example of, like, Slugsworth and Willy Wonka are working for the same team. If Slugsworth was God and the everlasting gobstopper was your soul, I'm talking about the original one. You know which one I'm talking about with Gene Wilder. Um, right? And the everlasting gobstopper is your soul. And Slugsworth is the devil, but he actually works for God, too. Think about it, right? Because Lucifer is a fallen angel, and now, like, he owns hell, and that's supposedly we're all in, like, a Christian terminology, and that's where all the bad souls go, right? It's like, and that's the basic, most basic of, I could get into the, into the religion of Catholicism and how absolutely complex that is, too, but I, I won't get into the different, like, the levels of hell, heaven, the angels, I won't get into that. All I'll say is, simply put, if you look at Willy Wonka as, like, a, um, an example of, like, what Christianity represents, then, like, Slugsworth is Satan, and he's testing your loyalty to find out whose side you're on, but he came from God first. And honestly, it's, like, that's the best example. That's the only way that, in my opinion, that, like, Christianity makes any sense to me is, like, this life 
in, in terms of what we know about the universe and how vast it is, this life is a drop in the bucket of time that we get to exist in this time, space, sentience, right? Um, it's like, so I feel as though, if you think, just think about that, like the devil has his place too. It's detested. He doesn't make straight deals. He's a bad hustler. You know what I'm saying? He's a loan shark. <laughs> you know? It's like he's going to mark up the price that you, he's a shitty lawyer. Like, you know what I mean? It's like if the devil was a person, I think he'd probably be a cokehead lawyer that had sex with a lot of prostitutes. That's what I think. <laughs> like if he were a person put incarnate, incarnate, like I think, you know, today that's maybe what he might be, playing the devil's advocate, right? There's more movies. Anyways, so, right, and maybe that must be my schizophrenia kicking in. Um, so B, social occupational dysfunction. <sighs> For a significant portion of the time since the onset of the disturbance, one or more major areas of functioning such as work, interpersonal relations, or self-care are markedly below, <laughs> are markedly below the level of... Let's talk about self-care. Let's talk about the fact that I lost a vast amount of weight and people thought that I did it with drugs I didn't. Then they tried to get me hooked on drugs. That didn't work. And then nobody wanted to give me credit for, like, the self-actualization that took place of me becoming the, my best self. Because they can't get there. And they have to be Tanya Harding and try to bust out a bitch's leg in order to... That means that your one leg is not worth shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Both of your legs ain't worth one of Nancy Kerrigan's legs. For people that live in the New England area, and if you've never heard of it, during the Olympics, Nancy Kerrigan was the class act. Tanya Harding was a bit trashy. They're from around here. They're probably going to, I'm from Massachusetts myself, they're probably going to come find me and try and break my freaking leg this week. <laughs> All right? Maybe they will. But if somebody has to break your leg to get you down on the same level, think of what a low level they're at. They're crawling with one fucking leg, and you're over here with two good legs doing great work with them, being a class act, and they're over here with one trashy leg limping around already. Like, just, you know, it's just, think about that. <laughs> okay? Um, so, markedly below. My self-care, anybody's self-care levels are going to go down when you're depressed. The crawling out of that hole is so hard. And when you're getting dang stopped and you're trying to hurt your body on the, on the regular, uh, yeah, that's hard. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy. Like, I do an aerobic workout every day. And sometimes I don't even want to get out of bed. Everybody has days like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, that doesn't mean you shouldn't. You know, once you get out of bed, your perspective is going to be changed. It's the transitional periods that are hard, and I've always said this, it's, the, it's change is hard. It's not your next incarnation, it's getting there. That's hard, because the getting there, you have to accept that you're changing, and changing means other people around you are going to change their opinions. So, and what I'm realizing is with a lot of people around me, that they got used to me being a rock, and then I turned into a cloud, and then they got confused because, like, I shouldn't be floating. I should be heavy and anchored and fat, and I'm not now. <laughs> and they, they can't accept it. It changed their environment, and they feel gypped. That's how narcissistic some people are. 
you're a part of their environment, you've changed it, and they don't freaking like it. They're like, I can't, they're like, I don't recognize this person, this person is different, I can't do that, and like, they start, you know, and it's like a big whiny fit, they're like, oh, you know, it's just like, whatever, right, so I lost my job, I've worked since the age of 14, I was fired from my job, working in a food place, we won't even get into which one it is, I want to give on, like, people fame, you know what I mean? There's not very many people to this radio show yet, but believe me, there will be, because I've seen the future, and it will be, Prince, that people <laughs> are going to listen to this, whether they like it or not, because I'm telling the truth, and, like, the people need it. Like I said, the perps, I know you're listening. God bless your hearts, whether you accept it or not. If Anubis weighs your heart, it's sinking like lead. Yeah, it's just like, get some of that shit cleared out. You know what I mean? It's just like, and I'm going to, and I'll rhyme, activate your inner tool shed. Get out your inner tools and start building a better foundation because your shit is about to, is crumbly. And that's why there needs to be 10 of you to everyone. If you're a targeted individual out there, you're stronger than other people, whether it's spiritually, mentally, or just your good attitude, whatever, and, like, people don't like it. They don't like it. You know what I'm saying? And they have to, like, throw a fit. Is there 10 of them to one of you? Because you've already won. You have 10 people running around at your feet. Minions. You know what I'm saying? You've won already. If you have your inner peace, you know that you're going to someplace better when you die. You want to ascend and you don't want to devolve and you don't want to descend. Right? And you know that in your heart of hearts, they'll try to do everything to take that shit away from you. Everything. Because they don't have it. They're bad people inside. Somebody told them a lie and told them they were bad people and they believed it. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, the perps are the real ones that are getting gypped sheep on sheep and on sheeple. So anyways, um, duration. Here we go. Has to continue and persist for at least six months. That's not long enough because six months, you can be depressed for six months easy and have all these symptoms. Have it get, it's just like, no, maybe there's uh, criterion. Schizoaffective and mood disorder exclusion. Oh, yeah, they try to diagnose you with that one, too. And there's just psychotic reasons ruled out because either. And that's the other thing. It's like, look, people are multifaceted. I'm just going to say this. Sex kitten training breeds multiple personalities. They want to feel like they're having sex with different people and get you to get do certain trigger words and behaviors that get you to dissociate, leave your body and or become somebody else. I like to do personas. I like to do impressions. Does that mean that I'm insane? No. It's just I like to do impressions, and I'm a multifaceted human being. I like different types of music. I like different types of food. You know, it's like I like to have different types of friends. It's like, why do I have to fit into one group? It's to make them comfortable because you ruin their and you change their environment. They're unhappy about it. They have little tiny fragile egos and they can't have their ego get too affected. You know, and this is like I said, back to like the other day I was talking about men that can't take no for an answer. Stop taking it personal. If somebody says no to me, I'm going to think about why they said no and try to, like, up my whatever I was missing. And if it still doesn't win them over, they're probably a loser. You know what I mean? Or maybe your pheromones just don't link up and you're not supposed to be with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your DNA doesn't match up. It's just like guys are statistically less 
ex- less um, exclusive with who they date because that's the way their DNA is programmed. There's God's program too, everybody forgets. And it's for men to be fruitful and multiply and women to take care of the home and hearth. You know, and like whether you accept that, and we don't have to, we're humans, we can change that, you know what I'm saying? But it's like whether you accept that, it's still a primal part of you, you know? And they're actually playing off those primal parts of you and trying to mold them into something else, which is for an abomination of nature. So, whatever. Um, and like when I get sarcastic, it's like because I'm usually in a good mood or I'm just done putting up with shit and I'm like, you know what? And I and I said I broke this down the other day, die laughing. I died laughing. What does that mean? It means part the part of you that was weak, that couldn't laugh and see the humor in the situation, died when you laughed, and then you were reborn as a stronger, better person through your laughter. And laughter is really good medicine. And it's just like you should die laughing every day. Right. It's just like shed your old snakeskin and become new. Like be better. You know? Um so, yeah, touched on DNA memory, past lives, and, like, I got my list. Um, and I, I'm doing another episode on uh, Charles Manson and whether or not I think that he was a mind control slave because I strongly believe that he was in California and he was a musician. He had some talent. I think some people didn't like him. I look at his eyes in the picture of him when he was nuts, and I look at his eyes at him when he's been in jail for a while, and he looks like a different person to me. And also, I really, if you read about his past, people that are natural-born killers, like if you've seen Dexter, the beginning of that show, like he's killing things in childhood. It's part of his, like, his, not I want to say his DNA makeup, but, like, it's part of, it's like that's what is being expressed in him as a person for some reason. Whether it be a flaw, a defect, or something that one of his family members did that got passed down through like some, um, what do you call that, like uh, through alternate generations, like, you know what I mean, it skipped a generation or whatever. Um, kind of a rare trait, like, that may or may not be beneficial for your survival. Um, and then he kind of turns it into something that's beneficial. Every human has a choice to, like, you know what I mean, as to what genes they want to foster and which it's they're like light switches, you know what I mean? And everybody has a different genetic makeup, but that doesn't mean that one is inferior or anything. It's just people have different needs. It doesn't make one person inferior and the other person superior. It it makes them – what I believe makes a person superior – is their intellect and their ability to adapt to difficult situations. And, I mean, that's what Darwinism would say, too, you know. And there's people that have the nerve to say, I was born C-section, I don't deserve to live C-section, cesarean as if in the times of Caesar. Um, There were midwives back then. They practiced herbalism, you know. They did a lot more than just practice herbalism. They practiced a lot of things. And, you know, like, they were important, um, the people that are after me, they really hate women, and I really feel like there's this jealousy with them where they weren't born a woman, and it's upsetting. It's like, look, if you really feel that way, and you believe in karma, like, God's never going to let you be a woman if that's what you really want, you know what I mean? Like, if you hate women because you believe that they're powerful, or because whatever, they can have the ability to bear children, whatever the reason is, it's like you're never going to get to that status if you, if like, stalking people and hurting them. It's not going to help you ascend as a person or, like, you know, 
It's just like, and Nancy Kerrigan, if you're listening to this, I hope God blesses you and that you find your way, darling, because, like, you don't need to be like that. You can be classy, too. All right. Um, Health. Human health behavior and, like, how chemicals are shaping it and how that relates to electronic harassment. I know a lot of what I've been talking about isn't just electronic harassment, but it is tied in. For anybody that's been misdiagnosed, and that's, like, most people that are getting electronically gang stuff because it's part of the agenda, um, then you know that what I'm saying actually, like, really is important and that, like, it's, it's not just a diagnosis can follow you around for, like, your life, you know, it's it's not it's a big deal. Um, so like I said, and I know that perps are listening to this. It's like I wish the best for you. You know what I mean? Ultimately, if they decide to make their lives healthier, it's like more power to you than like you know than my agenda, which is to ease human suffering and let people be better humans. Sometimes you got to cut people off for that. Sometimes you can't be a crutch. Sometimes they like it's time for, for them to get pushed out of the nest and they need to fly on their own. You know, and people would argue that with me, with money, and it's just like because I've been forced into living on assistance. And part of the agenda of what these people are pushing is like it's a sugar daddy agenda. They want women that are attractive to either like be drug mules or, you know, to be trophy trophy girlfriends, trophy wives, to sit there and look cute, you know what I'm saying, while they're in the club with their titties out, like whatever they want. You know what I mean? And so they want people to believe you can get anything by being good-looking. And so they're just fulfilling their own agenda. That's all. I'm fulfilling the agenda of my ancestors to live in harmony with the earth and to make sure that, like, I'm fruitful and multiply everything that I touch and make things better instead of worse. You know, and it's like for anybody that knows about paganism, like you don't curse somebody that doesn't deserve it. When you curse someone, you're often sending back their own energy, and it's often so shitty that it's just like, it's like, I'm sorry, but if you're a child rapist, I don't believe you're subhuman to me. I don't think that, like, you're not a person. You know what I mean? It's like, so there's that. Um, <laughs> so, and there's just people that try to stick up for child molesters. It's like, look, if you were abusing your childhood, you owe it to yourself to go get some freaking help. And if you can't, and you can't discipline yourself, you need, then you need some medicine. And if you can't do that, it's just like, then I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Then maybe you're subhuman. And you need something beyond medicine, you know? I do believe that the human body is a temple. Our soul resides in it. And it's made out of energy. And I just found out today, I was reading about trace elements and minerals, that copper is beneficial to your diet. Not if you have too much of it, but if you have a little. Because in recent, I've started foraging. And it's really... What it does, I feel like way, way more energized than I'm eating food that's local. And you have to think, like, if you, if you do follow any tradition where you believe that spirit exists in things, whether it's a tiny or a large spirit, I'm not going to get all kumbaya and say that I think that everything's supposed to be alive and, like, you know, like, oh, my God, I killed the grass blade, whatever. But I'm saying, like, respect. You don't have respect that you went, you trampled on an area that was natural and just show the earth the eat the respect. You know what I mean? Because the earth can flood and devour you. The earth, if it wants to, can cause a giant earthquake. You can fall into a hole. You know? Which reminds me that sinkholes are man-made. I'm not going to get into that. But all I'm saying is, 
is the struggle is built into Mother Nature. We don't have to add to it as people. With the technology we have, we can be subtracting from it. But there's some other people who really like doling out punishment for no good reason. And unfortunately, those people are usually in charge because they're not natural-born leaders. They want to claw their way to the top. They want the power of being in charge. For me, I feel like it's a personal responsibility for me to be speaking out on what I'm speaking out about. And that the reason why I'm in a good financial situation, well, and I'm not going to say it's a good financial situation because it's like I'm living on assistance right now and I want to work. You know what I mean? It's like, but... Do I feel like I need to be living on it? Yes, because the symptoms I'm having are definitely affecting my mental health every day to, like, an exponential level, you know, and I feel like I'm dealing with it well, but, like, I feel like all targeted individuals, if you've been misdiagnosed with a disorder, go live on disability because, seriously, like, uh, you need to make to take care of yourself. You don't ever feel bad. You, as a human being, if you're a good person, take care of yourself. Your body is a temple. This life in this body that's a loner is a gift. Take great care of it. Pamper yourself. Massage yourself. Take baths. Do whatever you have to to get through the harassment. You know what I mean? And do not allow yourself to give into feeling guilty. And I believe somebody said this the other day, and I totally allowly agree. They really try to play on you with guilt. That's their own demons. Don't, don't absorb that. Don't allow that cancer to, go, to come into your body. The other thing is they're actually trying to give people cancer a lot of times. You know, don't accept it. Pray every day. Visualize. It's like everybody knows that there is, that the placebo effect is somewhat effective. It's just like, and faith is very effective. It's like just whatever your faith, even if it's just in science, in your own human spirit that you can overcome. It's like allow yourself to take the time to sit with yourself and just tell your body. And, like, I know this sounds like some hippie crap. It's not. It's scientifically proven. You know, some of the things that I found out, like, I didn't want to believe they were true. They are, though. It's like, for example, the meridian channels in your body and chakras, if you align them up to your nervous system, they match up. There's nothing. Every nerve has a nerve ending. If you're holding stress in your nerve endings, of course they're going to get all frazzled. It's like I, when I think of the word frazzled, I think of frizzy nerves. You know what I mean? It's like just all untempt and crazy because they've been, they've been stressed to the max and they're all swivelly inside of your body. They're all spirally in your body and just all like decrepit and crazy and you just need to like get to them. Like alignment is very important. I have a nerve disorder and part of my bad posture came from, from getting targeted. I'm not sure which came first, but I'm going to go ahead and say that, like, yeah, it was exacerbated by the gang stalking and the, and the electronic harassment. And that, um, like, having good posture, being in alignment is really important. Like, yoga is great. Foraging is great. Micronutrients are very, very important. Your body is a machine. You know, it's like, and you have to keep it well-oiled. If you don't, it will break down. It's literally that simple. You know, it's like, I don't care whether people want to tell me. I'm like, hippy-dippy, that's what my perps call me, hippy-dippy. No, I'm common sense. You know what I'm saying? Common sense seems to be a commodity that people have these days. And I've always said, like, everybody wants to change, but they don't have any damn sense. How the hell do you expect anything to change for the better when you're not willing to put the work in? Everything is built on work. And if it's not, the foundation will collapse eventually, right? 
when anything collapses, people, they start panicking. It's just like, panic for two seconds, then gather yourself and react appropriately. You know, seriously. Counseling. Get counseling. Read self-help books. Find out about how your brain works, because if they're messing with your brain and they're messing with your bodily function and you don't even know how your biology works and you don't know what the chemicals in your brain are. And, like, I look at Charles Manson's face, dopamine. I looked at pictures of myself before, too, when I got sent to the hospital. It looks like my eyes are bugging out, but you're not on drugs. Dopamine. These weapons, they pump. They're getting to the most primal urges in your brain, which is sex and violence and food. Right? Those are the primal urges. They've taken those and they're and they're just messing with them and poking them. They're poking you. Right in the right in the primal urge center. You know what I'm saying? Right in the base of your brain. They're poking you. And just to see what will happen. There's a lot of things can happen and like I just feel like so many of these things that are happening. These people they like to say, like, look, we did that. They feel like they they can't create anything and they don't want to destroy things that are wrong. They want to build things that are wrong and destroy things that are right. And somebody must have done that to them or somebody must have lied to them or somebody must have abused them and made them think that that was the way to go, but it's not, as we all know. You know? It's quite ridiculous. Um, oh, so health. I just want to say essential oils changed my life. I just wanted to give out some um, websites that were really helpful to me. Um, oh, and I didn't bring this up, too. For example, right, I'm just going to say this. I totally support the GLBT community for the most part, unless you're a pedophile. Um, there is this woman who did a, a – uh, it's almost like a TED Talk, but um, – it's not, I think it's, it's like a part of the Revitalize series for Mind, Body, Green. It's like a series they have. TED Talks are great, too. There's a lot of really good speakers on that, um, especially about electronic harassment. Some of the banned TED Talks and some of the ones that um, are not as popular, but you can find them if you look for them. Um, I'm sure they're not trying to promote those ones. So it's called Live Dirty, Eat Clean, and she's talking about the microbiome and how when you, and I know this may be disgusting to some people, but when you pass through the birth canal, you get a mouthful of um, of microbiome, which is basically it's everybody's probiotics, right? And so if you're born like a preemie, a C-section, you know, like you may not have natural probiotics and you need to build that up. Like foraging is definitely helpful for that. As is it for trace elements and minerals, very important. And Dr. Axe, if you look up oils, Dr. Axe, Dr., I believe his name is Eric Z. And it's like, see, and right there, it's like maybe somebody, I don't want to say, like lesbianism might be, and um, gay, like that might be an adaptation for survival that your body has, you know, maybe there's too many people having kids. Like I said, gay people are probably not going to have an accidental child. You know, this might be like God's birth control. And also, there's birth control in the water. There might be some people that are more sensitive to it than others. There's a crap ton of stuff in the water. We may or may not be able to get it out. It's like, and so that's affecting our growth, whether we like it or not. What can we do? Try to combat it with the way that we eat and live. Um, yep, it's DrEricZ.com and there's DrAxe.com. Both really, really good advice. Oils, essential oils. A lot of them are anti-cancer, frankincense. 
Frankincense and myrrh from the Bible, great, great for cancer, right? And Dr. X says, take a drop of frankincense and put it on your tongue, of, of diluted frankincense, put it on your tongue, rub it against the roof of your mouth, and it goes through the blood-brain barrier, so it actually stops brain inflammation. Brain inflammation is a cause of a lot of different things. If your brain is the, ner is the nerve center of your body, you know, it's like the... Uh, the word I'm looking, the control center of your body, and that's suffering. It's like, well, then everything else goes totally downhill, you know. Um, so, and Mind Body Green, I gave you that. Um, Vitality Magazine, there's a clear magazine called Vitality, but the other one, let me just find it. I believe it's a Canadian publication. I just found this the other day. Um, there's some great, if you want to find out information about what's forageable in plants also that look like other plants so you don't eat poison, um, there's some great resources on the Internet if you just Google it. There's so many of them. Um, I believe it's like, I'll find, hold on here, let's see. I'll make sure. So this magazine, Vitality Magazine, it's just vitalitymagazine.com. It's one, it's one word. Um, I said, I'm not going to get too much into um, foraging. Like, in the future, I'll, like, if you want to request, like, different stuff, I'll do it. Um, but since I'm just starting out with this and I don't know what areas people live in, too, like, I don't, like I said, I'm not licensed to give medical advice and I don't want people, um, you know, claiming that woman that said, you know, it's whatever. So, um, yep, that's what it is, vitalitymagazine.com. Really great information on there. Mind Body Green. I'm like, where's the other one? There's a lot of great websites. And I'll 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 leave websites, I'll list websites at the end of like every bookmarks are like so important to me. I send them to my email so that they never get lost because I I thought I had lost my bookmarks. I actually found them in my phone the other day. Bookmarks bookmark everything. You know, like I I've said before, the internet is pretty much the Akashic records the records of everything that's ever happened so far, you know. It's like, so you have no excuse to not get educated. Go educate yourself before somebody else takes charge of your education and you just fall in line. Um, let's see. Okay. I always have so much to say and then I just, I know I go off on so many tangents as well. Um... So back to like the dominant submissive child molestation molestation coalition thing too is like I think some of these people are submissive people and they like when you freak out at them. Like there was a guy who I was at the herb shop. Um, he came in and I turned him down, and he got all flustered and kind of nuts. And then I went to go take a picture of him because he was rude. And he started, he, he outed himself as a perp. He started talking to me about personal stuff that he shouldn't have known. I've gotten, like, a lot of perps to out themselves because they can't stay away. I, I consider myself to be a natural witch, and if you've ever watched The Craft, it's, like, seriously, like, there I got a lot of people, I'm just a shit magnet. Because of witch's job, and, like, I use the word witch, like I said, in the Bible, I think Jesus would have been considered a witch during his time, too, so I should be careful as to what definitions you use. But I consider myself a shaman, a traditionalist, a lot of different things. Um, but 
So he, I've gotten a lot of perks to out themselves. They really can't stay away, and they go, which, which is our karma, um, you know? And it's just there's a there's a witch in Salem who I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do like too many plugs or anything because I don't wanna but it's just like witches are karma. I agree with this one specific person. I really feel like they know what they're talking about. I think they're great. Maybe in the future they could talk on my on my show. I don't know. Um, haven't been in contact with them recently too much. But there really are some good people out there. It doesn't matter what you believe. There's bad child molesting Catholics, and there are great Catholics. There's good and bad witches. There's good and bad Satanists. There's good and bad everybody. It doesn't. What labels are less important than actions and behavior. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's just I do believe that that witches that maybe like we've been here in a lot of different past lives, and that the reason why we're here is to exact karma. Now, your karmic tally doesn't change. It's like debt in life negligible. Karmic debt, you must pay. Nobody gets out of dying, not even you. Um, knowing that, it's like I'm living my life each day knowing that I could die and I want to be at peace with that. I don't want that to be a burden to me, but a motivation, rather. You know? Um, and I think that's how people should look at things. I wish more people would. Um... Yeah, so that list of patents, too. Check out that list of patents. Um, There's no disputing, and, like, I I forget, like, Pete Sintilly, he had a whole, he had, like, hours and hours long show. Um, It's just, it's like, how are you going to, it's like you said, the patents would not exist if they did nothing. You know what I'm saying? If all they did was, like, blow a puff of air at your face, and that's all they did, there wouldn't be patents on them as weapons, as weaponry. It does not make sense. It doesn't make sense to have patents on things that are not, that do nothing. It's just, you know what I mean? It's the friggin' irony of it, of people saying that it doesn't happen and exist, but yet there's patents on weapons. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Just, I feel like I went through quite a bit. Like I said, I will be having, I, I am quite knowledgeable about herbs, oils. Um, the best advice I can give you, search for what, um, read the Orax scale of antioxidants. Get as many antioxidants as you can. Eat chocolate. It's good for you. Obviously, if you are if you have some sugar sensitivity, don't. But if you eat enough green leafy vegetables, you should be able, and if you drink coffee, um, you should be able to eat sugar no problem as long as it's real sugar and it's not too, barring it's not too much of it. Now, if you're doing cardio a lot, like I am, and doing, like, strength training, you may want to eat carbs and sugar. But then that's, again, like I said, everybody has a different needs. I'm not licensed to give medical information. But the websites that I gave you, really, really good. Like, oils changed my life. Oils and herbalism changed my life for the better. I was able to get off my medication. It took me a while. Like, it was bumpy. It was really bumpy, you know? But I was able, and, like, people that can heal themselves, like I said, the the... Medicine, the medication industry, they don't like it. I don't understand why they don't just hop on the bandwagon, and it's because it's like they want to keep people in bondage. They enjoy it. That's the only, I'm sorry, but that's, you know, like people, they really like their blood money. (laughs) You know? I don't. It's just like, but 
then again, I can see past the veil of illusions, and other people are building more veils of illusion because they don't want to see their own face or reflection. I understand why. You know what I mean? Um, I always say, like, wear any mask, but if it's not your face, I will know. So, that. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I went through most of what I want to talk about. I've got one person in the room, so unless they, I don't, right, don't they have anything to say? They have said nothing for hours. They're probably a perp. I hope they find God in a way, in the best way possible for them, and that they repent for the shitty energy that they've left behind. Because like I said, when something, when you exist in the world, you cannot erase someone from existence. Because they walk into a room and their skin cells are in there now forever. You understand? Like, their pheromones are in there. Their skin cells are in there. The electromagnetic energy coming from their heart is in there. You know what I mean? And they left that behind. In time, like, they left it. It's like, just be careful of, like, what do, what do you want to leave behind? You know what I mean? It's just, like, people, they, they're not, they, like, a lot of people don't think clearly. They allow themselves to get caught up in, like, all this stuff that's actually not important at all. You know, like I said, true peace. That's what I want. I want true peace. I want to be able to go to sleep at night knowing that I lived my life right. Like, you don't necessarily have to go out of your way to help other people. Hey, if you need help first, like, you need help. And get yourself to a place, you know, it's like if everyone's drowning, like, get yourself to an island and then throw ropes out afterwards. You know, and my therapist always says, put the the um, mask on your face first. You know what I mean? Like when you're, if you're in an airplane, same thing. Get yourself to dry land, clean yourself off, make sure that, like, you're fine, and then worry about helping other people. Because just you doing that, like I said, your body is a temple. Worry about your soul. You know what I mean? And and, and the house that it lives in and, like, what you're, what energy you're you're building on, you know? Don't put your energy, don't feed psychic vampires, and don't put your energy into things that suck your energy dry, but don't give it back to you. Don't put your energy into a black hole, in other words. There's people that are black holes, there's activities that are black holes, there's just lots of black holes about. You know, just be careful that you don't place your energy into them, because they'll suck you dry and never give any of it back. (laughs) And just, just be careful of that. You know, and feed yourself, like, feed your soul, too. You like In order to nourish your whole body, that means every system in your body aligned, right? That means that financially you get yourself to a place where you're all right. It means you get yourself to a, an environment where you can nourish your whole self. Like, I cannot express how important that is. Don't fragment yourself. What one problem is connected to another. I know they try to say in Western medicine it's not, but like scientifically speaking, it is. You know, it's like just by equal and opposite reactions. And I already forget like who, which scientist <laughs> said that too. It's like when my brain goes off on tangents, I feel like subconsciously I know a lot, but sometimes it's difficult to to retrieve it when my brain's on on one note to, like, hop to the other one. Um, 
But yeah, so just fight ego and opposite reaction, right? Um, just like don't put your energy into stuff that's not going to yield fruit. Be fruitful and multiply. Don't multiply cancer, <laughs> right? Literally like that simple, not in your life, not in your brain, not in your soul, not in like your whole being, like nourish your whole being, like take your health back. If something feels wrong, don't do it. Because seriously, like when I went back on medication, and I know I said this before, I felt in my heart of hearts like it was the wrong thing to do and that there was something underlying that was worse and it was the gang stalking and I didn't know and I did it anyways. And my life spiraled into a downward spiral. It went way worse. Like, it just, it, it it was not good. You know, it really was not good. Because I did not listen to my, and it was such a strong gut feeling, too, and I just, I didn't listen to it. And sometimes when someone lies to you, maybe they're letting out pheromones, and so maybe your gut feeling has something to it that's scientific. Or maybe there, maybe there's some little twitch in their face that tells you that they're lying or they did something that, you know what I mean? It's like, who knows? But just don't. Don't, you know, like, think about things. If you have time to think about something, take your time to think about it. You know what I mean? If, if you need to. It's like because when it comes to, like, what you're putting in your body and stuff, it's a big deal. Like, it's your body. You should have control over. It's like I've said before, like, smoking cigarettes and poisoning your own body is way different from somebody, like, giving you cancer. It's like you chose to smoke a cigarette. You didn't choose... You know what I mean? To like, let's say they fucking, they're like, well, we're going to expose you to radiation because you, we feel like you're already making, and it's just like, well, how do you know that person wasn't going to quit cigarettes and like they would have been better in two years? I'm not saying go smoke cigarettes. I'm not. There are some people that are addicted that would really like to quit. I hope they do, you know? And like, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Like, but it's just, you know, and it sounds like my line might even be tapped. Maybe it's like the, uh, it's just the toxic program make more noises. Um, either way. Um, so yeah, just that. And I just uh like I said, I'm gonna get into in the next episode, like more into whether or not I believe that certain killers were enticed to do, like where they were they were coerced to do um what they did or it was something that came after years and years, and I think, like I said, like a years and years of gaslighting in combination, there's so many things. There's just like questions begging to be asked and answered, in my opinion, as to, you know, things that are not unsolved that they happen, but the cause behind them, like, which is so important. I think we don't pay attention to that. Mental illness, in my opinion, is a reaction to something whether it be physical stimulus, mental stimulus, a co- stimulus, a combination of both, whether it be um, something from the past that's unresolved, whether it be a physical problem that you've not yet figured out that's affecting something else, there's this thing called referred pain. Sometimes a, a physical thing will become a mental thing, a mental thing will become a physical thing, or let's say like you hurt your foot, your arm will hurt because the nerves are all connected and maybe your brain just didn't process it right. It's like a little glitch that may happen. Like human beings are like machines and maybe it wasn't well oiled enough and somehow like it got referred someplace else and it's not even the same problem. You know, it's just like, and people, modern medicine is designed to rush you in and out 
and get you on pills. And it's just your real, your total health is really important, especially if you're dealing with gang stalking. You have to keep your faith up. You have to keep your motivation up to stay healthy, and you have to. And it's just like the healthier I become, the easier it is, but it's still very difficult. And I just want to be able to help people in any capacity to not only deal with the gang stalking, but like I've said before, I want to start raising money to work on counter technology of tracking where these people exactly are coming from. Now, if they have patents on all these other machines, we can at the very least start working on a counter technology for either like shielding or a counter technology for detecting. It may take a long time. Does it mean that I will not start it? Does it mean that it will not finish? No. I think it will actually happen in like the next 10 to 20 years. But um, it's just my guesstimate. I don't feel like they're going to succeed at all. Um, but, yeah, just, you, it's like, and I think about the human body, how many systems are operating simultaneously at the same time? Like, that's miraculous already. The, all the things that can go wrong on the earth with, like, the small amount that does, also miraculous. And I'm not saying that. There's not huge things happening in third world countries that are awful. There are, like, you know. Um, and just the fact that, like, the lies, the lies corporations tell that there's not enough food for everyone and stuff, like I said. Just they're trying, to, they're trying to get people to lack life skills so that they can't forage, they can't collect rainwater, they can't convert their car to runoff water, they can't do all these things because it threatens their, I'm not going to call it livelihood, their billion dollarship or fucking whatever. You know what I mean? It threatens their billionaire lifestyle. I don't want to get rid of any of those billions now. So it's just like, you know, they they have to, they feel like they have to do that. They're so connected to their money. Emotionally connected. It's just when you think about it, these people are weak. They have a really strong emotional connection to money. They have a fragile ego and a narcissistic personality. They're giant overgrown babies. And they like to poke you and hear you cry, and it's like throwing spitballs at you when you're in high school or middle school because they like you. It's just pulling your hair. You know what I mean? It's the same shit. And, like, so now it's like I said, they're trying to breed people to be a certain way. Like, if they see you're a teen, they're, like, breeding teenagers, too, to get into porn. I don't care what anyone says. They can look at what porn you're looking at, so they're like, okay, they like this kind of porn, and they'll send some people around to sleep with you. They'll send people around to stage your life for a while, and they can get you into it. They do that with anything, you know what I mean? And I forget, as Michael C. Hall was on this clip, if you look at some of the Illuminati videos, he's talking about smart dust and how you can turn somebody into a, pro- a prostitute or a, uh, a politician, and they'll be none the wiser, and I think they're trying to wipe it off the Internet because I can't find it, and the guy from 300 in the clip, too. Uh, it's in a lot of Illuminati videos on YouTube or a lot of gang-stalking target videos on YouTube. It's about nanotechnology and smart dust. All you need to do is breathe in the wrong dust, and there could be nanoparticles in it, and they can track you with that, too. Accept that safety and privacy are an illusion, step number one. Number two, take control of your house. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor and don't trust you. Find the right doctors. Find the right therapists. Find people that actually give a crap, okay? I'm having a hard time finding a doctor right now. Um, first impressions can be very powerful, especially when they're wrong. Um, but, yeah, so, but accept that, though, like, and it took me the longest to accept that, that privacy and safety are an illusion. You know what I mean? Everybody has to walk through death's door. I don't mean to sound like Debbie Downer. 
It's like use it as a motivation, not a deterrent. You're using it as a deterrent. You've done too many too many wrong things, and you're trying to run away. You know, it's just like that's why there's some people that are trying to actually search for immortality on Earth. I actually think there's realms better than Earth. Um, I think Earth is like a test, but it's like you know what I mean. They they like, and it, and it goes back to, it's like if you want to go back to the Christian Bible and the Christian idea of the devil and him having dominion over the earth. You know what I'm saying? To test people. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, so there's, I think, whatever religion, whether you're Buddhist or whatever, I think that there's, you can ascend to a higher level of being than, than humans. Humans are pretty fragile, soft flesh bodies compared to, like, what you could be. You know what I mean? So I think... Personally, in my spiritual beliefs that, like, you know, that, like I said, the earth is finite and is in, in the scope of time to drop in the bucket. You know, it's like we cannot let these people win. They're giant overgrown babies. And they're testing not only our faith, but our endurance and our will to live. If you think about it, like, gang stalking is a test of your will to live. You know? And how far will you be brainwashed? Do you have a price? They say everybody has a price. I don't think so. I think over my cold, dead body is my price. <laughs> you know what I mean? If that has to happen, so be it. Knock on wood. Hope it doesn't have to happen that way. But if I die, I'm just not going to die a bitch who didn't stand up for what they believe in and tell the truth. I'm definitely not going to go out like that. Like, that's not going to happen. And I'm also not going to be shamed for being a sexual being. They, like I said, they really try to throw shame at you, too. It's just like, no, you should be ashamed. You know, like when I break it down for them and they get so upset, you know, like I'm upset my perks with the stuff I said to them, have them yell at me and B2K through my head, like arguments back that make no damn bit of sense. And it's kind of funny. You know what I mean? It's like, got your soul, you're not getting it back. You know what I mean? It's just like you're a baby, and it's just in the ter- in terms of like in terms of your soul growing. Like there's people here that are their babies, you know what I mean? They don't want to get any older. They don't want to take on the responsibility of ascending to anything great. It's just because that would be responsibility. They don't want that, you know. They want to be carefree, carefree, fancy free. They want to be. They're pissed off. Some of these people are older and they're angry that their youth is gone because they wasted it. It's like, well, you're not going to get your youth back now. What makes you think you're going to get reincarnated as, in a youthful body after you've acted like this? If you really believe in anything like that, or if you believe in nothing, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Do you know? You know what I mean? It's just some questions to marinate on. Um, that's pretty much, I think, all I have to say today, and I'm probably going to get off here and think of more rants and record them. Um, I hope that in the future more people besides just the perps participate. Um, and I'm trying to, like, get the word out there um, and do some underground campaign work. So hopefully, like, that happens. And um, as, as I've said before, stay strong. Like, don't let people knock you. They can say whatever they want about you, but you know what they can't do? Take your light, you know? And when you think about it, and I know they said they, they want to, I know I said that they want to make my life into a snuff film, when you think about what what do you do with a candle, you snuff its light out. That's what they want to do. But they want your soul. They want to coerce you to the point of where you don't have any belief in God anymore. You don't believe in anything good anymore. 
and their reality becomes your reality. That's what they want. Don't allow them to do that. So with that being said, please, please check out the websites I've listed. Even if you're a perp, I don't care. Ultimately, my goal, like I said, is to ease human suffering and educate people and teach them how to fish, right? And teach them how to learn because it took me a really long time to do that the right way. And so one thing that will help, stop beating yourself up. There's people already doing that shit for you. Like, stop. (laughs) It's so hard, I know. Believe me. Believe me. Um, It's something I work on all the time. It's like, but just don't. You know, hold yourself to a higher standard. And if you don't do that well today, that's okay. Try harder tomorrow. Don't give up. Don't give up if you failed. You know what I mean? Like, whatever your goal is, like, set goals for yourself. Don't allow these people to set goals for you. You know? It's like set goals for yourself. Do right by yourself, you know, and do right by your faith first before you bring anybody else into any picture. That's like, if I can give any advice to, it would be that. Um, So that being said, I hope whatever God you believe in or energy brings light and happiness into your life and that you stay lighthearted lest your heart be weighed, that it be light as a feather, and that, um, you know, that you keep the faith and that you you stay on the up and up. Um, so hopefully, with that being said, um, I've already told you what the next show is going to be about. Um, I may or may not record that tonight, but even if I don't, it will still be recorded, so stay tuned for that. Namaste. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.